Hello listeners and welcome to the First Class Fitness Podcast with myself, Marcus Biles and me, Harry Reynolds. This is our first podcast together, I mate. I know. It's been me and Jack or you and Jack so far, so this is going to be the best one yet because we haven't got the ginger ninja here. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Taking over the mic. So today's podcast is about mindset, a very hot topic at the moment and widely spoke about. So we're going to talk about like addressing what it actually is, how you actually work on your mindset, because I, I think personally I feel that people throw it around but don't actually often know what they're yeah. talking about or understand it. So we're going to help you guys understand what it is, how you work on it, and then we're going to give you five mindset shifts we feel as listeners you potentially may to, need to make in terms of how you think your perspective and perceptions of things to have a stronger mindset towards life as a whole but specifically your health and fitness mm -hmm. goals and you know where you want to take your health and fitness on the journey you're on at the moment yeah definitely. would you agree with all that yeah totally totally yeah and i think you know it is a hot topic so mm -hmm. but before we go into that how you been anyway mate let's just talk uh, yeah. let's just let's just chill and talk about that first it's always nice down. Yeah, all right. Um, settled into it now. I think we're all getting used to it a little bit now, aren't we? This Me is the problem. As soon as you get used to it and start yeah. getting your routine in check, we're coming out of it. That's it. That's it. No, I can't wait to return. But, um, you know, we, we've still been able to work, do things online. So, you know, it hasn't really stopped us, has it? But, you know, it's different. It's another curveball. It's another string added to the bow at the end of the day. We know how to now coach online clients which is what we've all kind of learned over this period so really good for us coaches absolutely um but yeah for me personally i've just got myself a puppy a little french bulldog named kobe so if yeah. you're not following harry on yeah. instagram follow him on instagram yeah give your instagram yeah it's, it's, it's it's harry reynolds underscore pt so get following that for uh some kobe loving <laughs> yeah absolutely the yeah, he's a cutie i'm looking forward to meeting him at some point mm. we're gonna hook up for a dog walk very yeah. soon and and in regards to mindset you were just saying about like lockdown and curveballs yeah. how have you found your mindset during this lockdown and have you had to make any changes to your mindset and the way you're going about your everyday life your thoughts and feelings or yeah. generally you feel like you've been set up for it yeah um i think the first ones the first lockdowns kind of set us up for then the second which was nowhere near as long so it was a little bit more like right let's just get it done and yeah get in and out and then this last one's obviously been put well potentially the longest one and probably mm. the toughest one i'd say for myself yeah um not because of i think i was quite prepared for it and i knew exactly how to approach this one yeah um and i feel like my um what i did and shifted to sort of online cl uh, clients and that sort of thing is has been really good but generally just tough because i haven't seen family members i haven't seen friends yeah. that side of social side of, of life has been sort of taken away from from us unfortunately mm. but um and that's the tough part yeah um luckily where obviously kobe's kept me busy um as you can imagine but um yeah that that's the hard part for me this summer yeah kobe's been a nice focus and i think when i look at people who have maybe thrived during lockdown and those who have just sort of survived the ones who have thrived have had a focus of some sort now kobe's been a good focus for you yeah in yeah. terms of like puppy training exactly. and all that side of things it's yeah. been something to enjoy and that was definitely the same as as norma uh mine and kimberly's puppy that we got just before the second lockdown yeah so i i you know i think that massively has helped people having a focus mm -hmm. um of some sort and this one's been hardest for me and me and you have spoke about this and we relate very much on this topic because we've both missed skiing 
Oh yeah. You know, like I don't want to talk about it too much because no, I might cry on, on our podcast and get upset. <laughs> but for me, me and Harry are big skiers. We love skiing. We love the mountains. We love the environment, the vibe yeah. of the Alps and everything it brings, don't we? Oh, so <laughs> we've <better. laughs> we've missed that. So next year is is, is potentially an FCF ski holiday. Oh, yeah, ski, yeah, <laughs> We're gonna get the whole of first class fitness out on the slopes. <laughs> I definitely want to make that happen one day. Love to see Misha on them, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> Misha, yeah, but Misha was a fantastic skater. Skater, yeah. He so he'd be very good. But yeah. Luca and Jared, oh, yeah, I have my fears. Re- absolutely reckless. I wouldn't be in ten meters of Luca on a slight ski slope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get into that. I just wanted to have a brief catch up with Harry. So. We're going to start by looking at what is mindset. And I think this is really important because I think mental health and mindset are sort of thrown together and they are interchangeable, linked maybe. But I think mental health for me carries a very negative stigma. Yeah. Whereas I love talking mindset and speaking to people about mindset because it has a more positive, progressive thoughts attached to it or stigma attached to it to me Mm -hmm. and as soon as you say mental health people maybe think about depression anxiety which obviously yeah exactly and obviously you know mental health is a huge subject which with but i think mindset's a really nice way to look at it in a more positive light so mindset is your perspective your perceptions your thoughts and beliefs about about yourself and what you can achieve and in terms of the quote that I love, and I was speaking to Harry about this earlier in terms of a book I read, and, and it just put it into one sentence for me that just made complete sense. And it said that working on your mindset is about going from a limited way of thinking to a limitless. So it's about, you know, people are so limited in their thoughts that they put these barriers up to what they can achieve in life and what they can do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And working on your mindset is about breaking down those barriers and opening up what you can achieve in life in in every aspect. And in health and fitness, I guess, it's opening up to the fact that you can get fitter, you can be healthy, you can get stronger, you can lose that weight you've always wanted Mm -hmm. to lose. And quite often in health and fitness, when people have tried to lose weight for a long time, they've tried to get into the shape they want for a long time, they've tried to reach a half marathon for a long time, if they've not succeeded, it's like their thoughts get more and more and more limited every time. And then suddenly where their limits lie in their picture, their belief is just literally right in front of them. When in relation, it's themselves holding them back. And that is kind of what mindset is. And in terms of a quote that I love that just summarizes it in one sentence, I'll repeat it again for listeners, is going from a limited way of thinking to a limitless way of thinking and i've studied mindset now since university when at university was when i really it really became apparent to me how important it was and i think that was because i i went from living in weymouth and because i was a football player and i was quite confident i was like probably too confident but i was quite popular so you kind of like you're like a big fish in a small pond in yeah. weymouth yeah. i went to university and my confidence went boom really low i don't mm-hmm. know if i've ever talked to you about this really but i went it suddenly was in Cardiff, three universities there. Doesn't matter if you're half decent at football. There's a hundred lads and girls better than you. Yeah. So suddenly you can't rely on that one ability to make you confident in all walks of life. Mm-hmm. 
So suddenly it was like, I needed to work on my mindset because I went from really confident, slightly arrogant, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a good thing that happened to me because it pegged me back, but then I had to bring myself back up to like a balanced level, yeah. which I think has done me really well. But that's when I started to realise, wow, this is maybe how unconfident people feel. Yeah, 100%. I don't think you're the only person that's would have gone through that, um, coming from a small town, going into a big city, going yeah. to university. I think a lot of people do come back from university not only you know socially more skilled but generally all round they have better mindset and yeah. that's probably part of it absolutely and you know what it's like being a teenage lad you, you know because you were you you know you were a very good football player you know pretty much signed for Dorchester in a professional club you you are that is all that's in your life and because you're very good at that mm. it you just think you're very good yeah that's it <laughs> and yeah. then your mindset is sort of about that and then yeah. suddenly when you're thrown into situations you're not so highly skilled in etc you sort of learn what life is yeah 100% um and I think unfortunately that's when I see other people I see them still as I was in that very limited way very unconfident and when I see people and this is why I love coaching and I love helping people their mindset because what I see is so much potential yes exactly. whereas what they see is no potential yeah and it's about me coaching them to see that and that is a lot easier said than done oh massively but when you do it and when we do it with our clients and coaching members like that yeah. transition is unbelievable oh, it's, it's it's crazy and you you know the results come first but then we see the results as not just physical we see it mm. mentally we see them come out of their shell we see them become more confident more open-minded yeah they then start looking at life a little bit more positively um and it's such a good transformation that side of it. their perspective changes on so many things Massive. like you, i've seen people leave their relationships i've seen people uh quit their jobs yep. when they've got fitter and stronger because they've suddenly gone like hang on like that i was limiting myself in terms of my health and fitness and actually i've been limiting myself in my job for ages i haven't liked it for ages but i've stayed in that job because i thought i wasn't worthy of anything of a better job or a a more enjoyable and more satisfying job that i get fulfillment fulfillment from right yeah Yeah. so it's amazing seeing that yeah so it allows you to go it allows you to be when you work on your mindset it's so important to work on your mindset because it allows you to become more confident and more open-minded to what's out there in the world and what you can achieve as an individual yeah um more positive more content in life more to be achieved and quite often it just it snowballs doesn't it 100% and you forget how you forget how powerful the brain can be yes and as soon as you make that switch and flick that switch you know you just broaden yourself out to all these horizons that you could you can technically achieve anything you put your mind to it which is exactly what we're trying to get out of people isn't it and it's it's that whole you know think don't think in that limitless kind of space um you know broaden the horizons as soon as you do that anything is possible as yeah. long as you get and you, you you stay on top of it at the end of the day absolutely and i think i think the problem listeners will have listening to this they'll be like but how do i see my progress with my mindset yeah and i think this is the issue like progress in in your body when you're training when you're losing weight you see it on the scales you look yeah. in the mirror you can see things changing you get before and after pictures yeah. whereas with your mindset you can't see the small changes yeah and the problem is then it, it kind of only, if people do it for long enough, they suddenly see it. They're like, whoa, I'm so much stronger. But they don't see it every day. And that makes mindset something that's quite hard to work on. Definitely. And not only that, it's it's nobody else can see it. Absolutely. So absolutely. normally you get results in the gym and people comment you because you've lost weight, yeah, inside, yeah. whatever it may be. But nobody else can see your progression for your mindset unless you start to 
act more confident. Yeah, they'll only see it 90 days, 180 days, yeah. you know, three to six months down the line is when they'll see it. They'll be like, yeah. blimmin' at you're you know, you're just coming across so more, much much more confident. Yeah. Cool, you've just, you've gone and done that. You've gone and done that. You would have never have used to have done that. 100%. That, but it's not short-term, is it? Oh, it's, it's definitely long-term. And we live in a world where people like short-term results now because of, I, I call it Amazon Prime results. Oh, yeah. You know, I do. <laughs> so because you get, <laughs> Here we, go. we all live on next day delivery, don't we? we Therefore, do. people want things in life like that now yep. because they can get it in most, you know, you can buy something that can turn up the next, the same day now. Yeah. Or you can do, you know, you can pay for a course and be on it the next day or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. MOT, services with our cars. Whereas, you know, mindset isn't like that and it never it never will be. No. Therefore, people have to, before they've even worked on their mindset, get their mindset in an approach to knowing that it's a long-term thing. Yeah, 100%. And I think the other thing is there isn't, you know, people, there isn't at the moment a specific way to work on your mindset. For me, it was reading books mostly Mm -hmm. and to begin with i read a lot of sport autobiographies and without realizing what i learned along the way was with all these people they were limitless in their mindset yeah they were not limiting themselves they were trying to fulfill their own potential and they were always pushing the boundaries and getting uncomfortable in what they were doing so i read quite a lot of triathletes at the time i was heavy into triathlon triathletes and endurance distance people like whether it be runners, you know, whatever. And what you find with that type people, person, is they are so resilient. Yeah, I bet. And there's no, if someone tells them they can't do something, (laughs) they're going to go and do it now. And reading those books made me realise, you know, there's there's nothing that isn't achievable. These guys are showing me this. Yeah. Then I went on to read more psychologically, psychology and mindset books. Like the first one I ever read, and I always come back to this, is The Chimps Paradox by Sir Steve Peters. Yep. I mean, if you haven't read that, it's a fantastic book to get you started um, in terms of learning about, you know, mindset, learning more about the brain um, and neuroscience as it is. And then I just went deeper and deeper. Yeah. And I've, I can see the transformation now. But at the time, I was just learning bits and bobs and didn't really know what I was going towards. I didn't yeah. go, I want to work on my mindset. I'm going to read those books. Just started reading autobiographies. They started to help, and then I just got deeper into the subject. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think I think that going back to the athletes, it's it's a case of obviously these guys need to remember that they probably have a team behind them in terms of making that happen course, with their mindset. Absolutely. And it's a case of it's super hard to do this on your own, but hopefully through the likes of listening to maybe this podcast, reading these books, etc. There are a few things out there that will hopefully get you in the right direction to broaden your horizons to start that off and these athletes definitely started where everybody else did yeah absolutely absolutely so they are normal people um and you know yes they probably are absolute animals in their sport and whatever it may be but they started exactly where everybody else started and i expect i was having a conversation with a girl the other day who signed up to my online coaching program and she was saying that her limited mindset comes from her mum okay and i think a lot of these athletes their parents would have been very they would have pushed them into a limitless way of thinking. Their coach would have pushed them into a limitless way of thinking. So th- that yeah. that that created that that person who was just wanted to push the boundaries and wasn't afraid of of just trying to achieve whatever they could in life and really really go for it. And not much was holding them back. Their focus was there. Mm. Whereas I think some we're all brought up differently. Yeah, some of us 100%. will be brought up unfortunately in households where our thoughts will therefore be very limited to the way we think about ourselves and our progress. Mm. And that's going to take a little bit more work. 
than someone who's been brought up in a different situation, right? Definitely. I think as well with, with, with sport being the main focus around these athletes is that you've got to remember they are competing to win. Yeah. So their motivation to push these boundaries is massive. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. need to try and be able to switch that to whatever you're relating it to, whether it be within your job title, going for that promotion, whatever it yeah, may be. Yeah, yeah. You need to make that switch. And sport, luckily, because it's so competitive, yeah. it is exactly that. This is why you get so many people who um, you know, do competitive sport when they're younger and take a lot of those traits that they've learned into their work and their family life and are successful in those areas because they take those winning traits exactly. so to speak over and this is why i love sport for for kids yes is because it teaches some very valuable life skills i think absolutely um absolutely. and that's something i learned from doing an ironman yeah like the life skills i learned from doing an ironman that i apply into everyday life now are amazing mm. like doing the ironman was amazing don't get me wrong i love the fact i've done one and i want to go back and do more but when i look back it wasn't the ironman itself it was just the whole thing when you stand there in the morning on the beach, shaking, nervous, thinking, I've now got to swim 2.4 miles, cycle 112, then run a marathon. The thought of that is so scary and so fearful. And then you think about all the training you've done towards it. But then because of that situation, once you've done it, what that opens up then 100%. to what you can achieve is is unbelievable. Yeah. But it's small steps from there. People just say, oh, that, that's amazing, don't I, man? But it was... Uh, uh, getting a bike first yeah learning to run uh, um, ride a road bike and not fall off yeah yeah and the transitions kind of, in then going years. into getting a wetsuit to swim in the sea then doing a olympic distance triathlon then do, do you know what I mean? there's so many yeah. steps which again people don't see they just see that end result right of so yeah i think that's all key and do you know what something that i wanted to speak about with mindset now is something we spoke about i think it was yesterday mm-hmm was Liverpool Football Club at the moment because Harry's a Liverpool supporter oh, and obviously they've no. if you didn't know they won they were unbeaten at home yeah, for how many games, games in a row? Was, uh, was it was it 40 or? It was around that figure wasn't it? was it? about 40 or 50 games and I think it's a, a record right? Yeah it might even be 60 something like that Yeah it was it was, it was massive right? You know and if, you, if you're not into football it doesn't matter because it's not what this is about it's about mindset but they won 50-60 games in a row at home or were unbeaten at home Yeah and because that momentum, the mindset that brought of them going out onto the pitch to win or yep. not lose, yep. and the team, other team going out onto the pitch, knowing that no one's won there in so many games, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then when they lost at home, which was a few weeks ago, they've now lost five in a row at home. Six. Now. So six. Oh, sorry, six, mate. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to hear <laughs> that. that. I've teased him into that one, haven't I? <laughs> it's actually six, mate. Yeah. So they've lost six games in a row after winning or not being beaten in 60 odd games that the only thing that can explain that is mindset there is nothing else that can explain that correct yeah absolutely absolutely it's not their footballing ability is there yes it's that it's that mindset that well if you think when they were on the winning run think how the other team like you said felt standing on that pitch knowing they've been undefeated for 60 odd games you're almost already one nil up yeah. If you're a Liverpool football club. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're 1-0 up in terms of that. And the other team are 1-0 confidence. down. It's 100%. Um, so, yeah, and all it's done is completely reversed uh, and, and just been flipped on its head. You lose one, that's it. And it's it's snowfall, isn't it? And that just shows how vulnerable we are all mindset-wise. Yeah. So it's not about working on your mindset to get to a destination of, I've got a strong mindset. You have to constantly keep sure. working on it. Yes. Because, you know, me and you may say it, sit here right now and go, we're, we're quite strong mentally at the moment and we fit, feel we're quite mentally resilient and it would take quite a lot to break us mentally at the moment. 
and we feel our thoughts, perceptions and beliefs are in the right. But that could be broken quite quickly if we were vulnerable and something came in like Liverpool Football Club had been beat once at home and that was like a shock. You know, it was top of Sky Sports News. <laughs> Suddenly it's all on their social media and then they lose the next one. Then they're like, oh no, what's happening? And then that fear kicks in. Suddenly, limit limited mindset. We're, we're struggling. We can't achieve much. Six games in a row, like that's yep. crazy. So I just thought that was a really good example. Yeah, brilliant. And and like we said, the uh, the way of acting on that is they they have realised that it is mindset and psychology based. Hence and why they've asked for one of the world's best psychologists, psychologists. sports psychologists, to come in and do some work with them. Exactly. So and it just shows if a if a professional football team is willing to invest probably thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds yes. in psychology and mindset training. It just shows how important it is for everyone in life, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, that's a really nice way to round off what right, we were talking about. Right, enough of Liverpool. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk about Arsenal either, to be honest. If I was a Man City supporter, I'd be happy sat here. <laughs> um, so what we wanted to talk about next was everyone's mindset, the listener's mindset, in terms of restrictions ending and returning to the gym. Yeah. And the approach we, we need to have with this, you know, because... People are going to have so many different thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. around coming out of restrictions, returning to normal life to an extent, and returning to the gym. And what what do you think people need to? Where do you think maybe people are, and maybe what they need to think about coming out of that? I think where everyone's been, um, we've almost been living under a bubble for the past however many months now. Yeah. And I think the trouble is because of that. People still probably have these goals, life goals, fitness goals, whatever that it may be. And it might not have been, you know, they might not have been able to achieve that because of the restrictions being in place. So yeah. straight away, it's limited that mindset in that stuff. Yeah, so the restrictions and the um, lockdown has limited them. And then they might then, those limits might stay there when they, they come out. Exactly. They don't know how to open them up like we spoke about. Exactly. So the first thing that they obviously need to do is to is to make that shift which we're going to speak about in a second of five shifts that yeah we want sort of people to sort of think about when returning to the gym for one but generally when restrictions kind of ease and going into normal life again yep. and that social side of things but as long as you can make these these shifts quite quickly i think absolutely fine and i personally think that to to help open that mindset out again i think socializing with your friends your family is probably the most important thing yeah to a gain that confidence again because when you don't socialize with people you, you start to close in on yourself slightly and you start to keep thoughts to yourself socializing is a skill it is a skill. <laughs> we forget exactly. it's a skill you know like talking to people is a skill you think about the first time you ever spoke to a to a girl that you fancied yeah. there's a skill there right oh, like you know I, you know i'm still struggling with my skills but that's <laughs> <laughs> why i got married as soon as i could but you know <laughs> but do you know what i mean it's a skill isn't it so yeah. it's going to be like learning to socialize again yeah. and people are going to be like like you say limited in their mindset towards exactly. that like exactly. oh, how am i going to feel and that's going to be what we should all do is when we do first socialize is we should acknowledge the fact we've done that and that should hopefully then break down one barrier. Exactly that. And then it's and then it's quite literally tapping into the next thing, whether it's so socialising is one thing, the gym could be the next thing. Exactly. Your job could be the next thing. And it's breaking down those barriers to then eventually, you know, your mindset is it could be back to where it was or it could be, you know, wider than it's ever been and, and, and you could quite literally achieve whatever you want to achieve when these restrictions Yeah. End. And and do you know what it's it's there is going to be that social anxiety there that we're all... And you have to remember that everyone's going to have to try and tackle that at some point. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the day when I'm in a shop and someone comes in wearing a mask. Ask, and I'm like, 
look, mate, you don't need to be wearing that, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That is awkward. <laughs> I'm, I'm already thinking about it. I don't want to be that guy. No, yeah, exactly. Look, why has everyone else not got their masks on? <laughs> yeah, am I doing something wrong? So, yeah, <laughs> everyone's going to be in that in that same boat, and we're mm-hmm. all going to have to work ourselves on that, right? Yeah. It's, you know, because everyone is in that same position. It's always important to remember that. Yeah. You're not going to only going to be the only one that walks into a shop potentially with your mask on when you don't need to, etc. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's the same returning to the gym. Yeah. Exactly because that. beforehand, you know, everyone was wiping everything down. Yeah. And of course, I think it's really good that we keep that added or increased cleanliness that we've started to create in gyms. I think we sure. should all look to maintain that. Yeah. But there is a point where it was probably a bit over the top for what we need to in the long term future, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So there's, there's a few things that have exactly like that isn't there you know there's a few things we could do better as a society to, to be absolutely more yeah there's going to be a middle ground 100 percent, and a few things will stay in there and i'm not sure the mask will but hopefully not but um <laughs> yeah, but, yeah you know a few things like that that will but it's that you know that switch now isn't it um that we need to get back used to and get back to to, to normal life and i think mindset returning to the gym like people just need to be very aware what camp they're in what i mean by that is are you in the camp that's trained all the way through yeah in terms of home workouts or if you've got equipment at home like most art well all, pretty much all our clients and members have they can come back and sort of jump straight back into a good area or a good uh level let's say then you're gonna have camp b who have done bits they've maybe done a bit more running or a bit more walking or a bit more cycling or a bit more of this or they've sort of gone through stages of doing a bit not doing a bit whatever it may be that camp have got to come back and take an approach. Well, you know, I haven't been doing loads, loads, so I need to be careful. I don't want to come back, hurt my back. I don't want to come back and have severe DOMS for five days. I don't want to, they're just, we yeah. don't want to have the mindset of, of going back and we need to understand where we're at. Yeah. And then you've got camp C that have done nothing, are gagging to get back in the gym because unfortunately they feel as if it's the only thing where they could, you know, the only environment they can progress in, which I don't believe. Yeah. But unfortunately for some people, home training and stuff hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that today, so let's leave that. But in that camp, are going to have to be really, really careful because what they forgot is that they forgot how to brace their abs yeah. on a deadlift. Yeah. They forgot how to do this, do that. They need to be ultra careful in their approach to coming back in terms of yeah. where their mindset is, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's a case of, you know, going back to sort of, them coming back to the gym it's a case of them having to almost come back in terms of the weights lifted before and that requires you to switch your mindset because nobody wants to start lifting less weights than what they know they can lift no one wants to come back and be seen as weak exactly no one wants to come back and be seen as a beginner when actually those that camp c are gonna have to otherwise they're gonna hurt themselves they're gonna they're gonna straight away try and pick up something they used to be able to not be able to and then see that as failure which we're gonna talk about that in a minute it isn't but it's a mindset thing that then may put them off the gyms. They've waited for the gyms to open for so long. Yeah. And then suddenly they go back to the gym and see it as failing yeah. because they're nowhere near where they were. And that suddenly's blow, that's limited their mindset even more. Even more, yeah. Exactly. So I think people need to know what camp they're in going back to the gym. Definitely. And tweak their mindset in regards to each one. Yeah. Yeah, which leads us on, doesn't it? That mostly? leads us on really nicely. Listeners, what we're going to talk about now is five mindset shifts we, at the moment, and generally feel people need to make in order to take those barriers of their life and their thoughts, perceptions being so limited to open out and broaden to be more limitless, right? So number one, and this is a key one for me, is understanding there is no right time or good time to start anything. 
And do you know what? I was I, I had an analogy that I've you know I love an analogy. I was thinking <laughs> about this on on my walk yesterday. I thought I'd use this in here today. Is the people who think you need results, you know, you need to be in the gym to get results. Yep. Are the same people that take the mick out of people that think they need January to come around to join the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly that. Or it's the it's the diet starts Monday crew. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> and we've all been in that crew at some point. Yeah, like we've all been that. And I'm, you know, so I'm not being horrible to people. No. But what I'm saying is understanding that if you think you need the gym for results, yeah. but you're also someone who takes the mick out of people who say I'm going to start in January because that does happen. It's exactly that. Then you can see here how people have got themselves into a mindset state that they usually look down on. Yeah, yeah. So we must understand there is no right or good time to start anything in life. No. Nothing at all. You can be 50% ready and take action and start. If you keep thinking there needs to be the perfect time, you will wait forever. And then when you do start, you've been waiting for this perfect time for so long that if it goes wrong, your mindset has become even more limited yeah. again. Yeah, barriers will close in again. Exactly. will be lost. Even more so because you waited half a year for the that one day exactly you know like when the month falls on the first on a monday (laughs) yeah and there's 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 been studies to show that when you throw somebody in in the deep end and this is kind of that same scenario when you just do it and throw yourself in the deep end wherever you're going to start you will become more successful at that yeah yeah yeah. straight away there's no right time to do it and i think you know, learning for a new job or anything like that, and you know, when your manager turns around to you and, and throws you right in the deep end, he goes, "Right, deal with that customer." You know, you've had no under the bus, under, straight under the bus. You've had absolutely no, um, you've had no experience doing it before, and then boom, you nail that first one, which is going to lead on to our number three point in a second about motivation. But how good does that feel? Yeah, straight away when you just go into it you just got to swim straight away just got exactly to swim that. straight you're sinking, away you're swimming yeah and we're like that when we sign people up to our programs and yeah. with our coaching isn't it because we straight away get people to fill in their tracker form they're suddenly you know last week they didn't know what was you know they weren't tracking anything suddenly they're tracking their nutrition via my fitness pal they're tracking their sleep via two of the apps we get people to download yeah they're tracking their steps via fitbit or something and it's like whoa suddenly but for, we, we've learned over the years that actually you can ease people in gently to a point. With training, they have to be eased in gently. But with that side of things, it's better just throwing them just in and going, it. look, here's all the tools and resources. Let's just just go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. No talking. Walk the walk. Start taking action and, and go. And, and, and definitely, there is no... So to reiterate, readers or listeners, not readers, <laughs> we want you guys to understand there's no right time or good time to start anything. No. If you're thinking that you want to do it, then now's the right time yeah. to get yeah. on and do it. As soon as you make that thought, turn it into an action. There was a study done and it was, um, it sounds a bit, you know, not the nice thing to talk about it, but it was done with about people on their deathbed, mm. um, older people on their deathbed. And it was like, they asked them what were their main one to two regrets. Right. And their main regret was not doing the things they wanted to do. There you go. <laughs> you know, and uh, so I just think that's such a, a powerful statement yeah. that shows people if you want to do something, you just need to get on and do it because otherwise yeah. you're going to be that same person on there on your deathbed whenever that is regretting not doing it and what what made them not do it probably themselves it's that limited mindset exactly Exactly that that. number two that leads on nice number two is understanding that failure is learning and is absolutely a hundred percent necessary to progress absolutely it's failure is one of those things that we all do and it's something that is so good for us to do on a regular basis if you don't fail then you are all of a sudden this this perfect person that is just not 
a thing okay there's, mm. there's no such thing a failure is a lesson that we take we then overcome and then how good does it feel once we've done that yeah. it's like we were talking about earlier the uh our sides of failure when it comes to training yes. um, and sort of olympic lifting and, and lifting heavy weights and how okay yeah frustrating it feels when you miss a lift or you know you don't hit that pb deadlift or whatever it may be but then for the it then creates motivation which is our next point we're going to talk about <laughs> but then what you then do from that point to improve that weakness and there's yeah. nothing wrong with having a weakness because everybody has weaknesses yeah and if you can identify your weaknesses and progress and turn them into strengths or even just turn them into a non a non-weakness if you like and yeah. just a nice meet happy medium then you are progressing and you've overcome that failure barrier if yeah. you like but it's a lesson this is why i love teaching people resistance training and strength training because basically l learning resistance training and strength training is learning not to avoid failure yeah. and hit failure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If, you know, if I go, if I'm doing deadlifts and I hit, let's say I want to do three sets of six and I go six, six, four, yeah. I'm annoyed, but I'm like, right, that's, I want to hit six, six, six next week or next. six, six, five. And how am I going to do that? Well, on that last lift, I lost my grip or I felt my shoulders roll forward. So that's where my focus is next time. Yeah. And when you're in resistance training, if you're always hitting perfect reps and sets, you're basically not working hard enough 100%. and you're not being stressed hard enough. And I think resistance training and strep training, and especially Olympic lifting, if you get into that, teaches you that failure is necessary to yes. progress. Because if you're not hitting it, then there's more you're capable of, right? Definitely. So that's a mindset shift that, that you need to, to make to, to, to life in general, is that you need to fail to, to learn and get better in every walk of life yeah so if you fail in your relationships with friends family members you don't suddenly see yourself as a bad person you learn from what you could have done better in that situation yeah and move on from there yeah and you know and that, that's why we we see when we do our weekly check-ins or, or monthly check-ins with online clients um, we spoke about earlier that not only do we check their progress through the gym that you know their, their physical progress etc but their their lessons that they've learned through that week, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is what we're talking about is is okay. What you might have failed that week. Okay, I've, I've struggled to hit my protein for four days in a row. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I see that as a bit of a failure this week, and it's like okay, that's a lesson. Yeah. It's not a failure. How are you then going to hit that protein target next week? Absolutely, and that's something we're big on because it, we put it in our coaching groups every week. Yeah, every and, week in our in our Facebook community coaching groups, whatever group we're coaching. We always put what's your wins and lessons of this week. That's we call that celebrate Saturday. Exactly. Or celebrate on Saturday, and we always say to people the lessons are as, if not more, more important, important than definitely. the wins. The wins are great, you know, pound loss, whatever it may be, you know, strength gained, all these things. But those lessons learned mm. um, are huge. There was a girl who commented in our one of my groups yesterday, and she said massive lesson learned this week is that I've learned that. So they have gone over my calories by 100 to 200. And she said in the past, I would have freaked. I would have then said, sod it. I might as well go 500 over. Whereas she went, that's absolutely fine. You know, I've enjoyed myself. I had a couple of treats, but I just know I'm going to take 100 calories off the next two days. That is empowerment. That is yeah. a lesson learned and that is absolute empowerment. And, yeah. and that's what we want people to do. And it's total control, isn't it? It means yeah. you're in total control. When you make that switch and when you learn from your failures, you are in control of your absolutely. actions at the end of the day. Absolutely. That moves um, us nice on to three. Very good. Very good. So number three is you must take action to become motivated. So we talk about motivation too much and, and how people look for motivation mm. to get started. But 
Unfortunately, motivation doesn't just come out of nowhere. You'd normally have to do something and take action for it to come out of nowhere. Absolutely. So whether that be a mind map of you planning going back yeah. to the gym, you could sit at home and say, what do I want to achieve when I go back to the gym? I want to get bigger. I want to you know, gain muscle. I want to lose body fat, whatever it may be. Because you've mind mapped it a little bit, straight away you then get motivation. You then go to the gym, you return, you have a good session, you feel great, and it spirals and spirals and spirals, but you have to take action to get motivated. This is why this is why people who go to the gym with no plan, no goal in mind, aren't motivated. Yeah. And then they wonder why they're not motivated. Because they haven't taken action with the steps before the gym, you know, and there's something called Goldilocks rule. And look it up on Google or, or whatever, and Goldilocks rule basically states that human beings are more motivated or hit peak motivation when they're doing a task that is slightly difficult. Yeah. So what I'm saying by that is that if you're doing easy tasks and you're not pushing yourself, one, motivation won't just come around and pick you up like the number 10 bus. And two, it, you need to stress yourself more so to become more motivated. Hence yeah. why you, you when you look at someone, you say, they're so highly motivated. It's because they've been pushing themselves day on, week on, month on, year on, year for such a long time that that motivation just rolls. 100%. And then they become so disciplined and their habits become so ingrained that if they have a day where they're not motivated, it doesn't matter. The habits and discipline see them through the low motivation period yes. and then the motivation peaks again. Exactly. So people think that motivation's key. It's not because everyone will go through ups and downs of motivation. Every single person on the planet. It's discipline and habits created that then keep us motivated or help us when motivation is low so you must take action to become motivated action mm -hmm. equals motivation not motivation equals action that is the 100%. key to take away here yeah that's it and you can almost learn from your going back to point two learn from those failures of you know what didn't you do when you went through that motivation yeah. dip last time and what you're gonna do this time to keep that motivation a ticking off you to get out of that dip because it's totally normal everybody goes through it yeah, yeah, everybody does. The best thing, the best thing you can say to someone is when they're like thinking about taking action, is just to say, "Look, you are where you are because of your inaction." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think you need to do? Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds a bit sick, but it, it when someone says that to you, like, yeah, good Spells point. It out to yeah, you. you're like, good, good point. You got me. And that moves <laughs> us nice on to number four: is is process over outcome. What we find is that people are so over obsessed on the outcome of what they want to achieve especially when it comes to weight loss and transforming their body they become so obsessed on losing x amount of stone so obsessed on what they look like in the mirror and seeing those instant quick changes yeah. that they forget about the one thing they must pro focus on is the process if they focus all their attention on the process that outcome will come it, it will come the result will come regardless if they focus on the process Whereas if they overly focus on the outcome, it's always going to be a negative experience because it's never going to happen as quick as you want. Yeah. And if you do see it happening quickly, you'll want more. Exactly. <laughs> it's just always a negative road to go down. Yeah. Whereas if you get obsessed on the process, hitting your steps, training X amount of times a week, pushing harder, hitting failure in your sets in the gym, blah, 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 everything that comes with it, nutrition, then the outcome always comes. Yeah, and it, and it sounds very cliche, doesn't it? But you hear people talk about it all the time. It's taking every day as they come. And that's so, so, so important because within one day, you've got targets to hit. So forget about your long-term out, you know, long outcome, the long-term goals. You've got targets to hit in a day, so don't worry about that. Yeah, you spend all your time focusing on that, yeah, then you, you'll miss out on the things that you need to be doing now. 100%. You get those done in the day, the next day comes, you've got more targets to hit. Yeah, and yeah. if you keep hitting these tiny little wins that we talk about, then, like you say... You're focusing on the process, the outcome will just 
turn out for itself and that'll be it absolutely so the the mindset shift we want you to make there is focus on the process not the outcome Mm. okay you need to have the outcome you need to know what you're aiming for don't Mm. get me wrong but you need to focus on the process of getting there right yeah i I seen the quote the other day saying that uh the only time you need to worry about is now yeah because it's the only time that is here love that yeah, absolutely. You know, Love tomorrow that. Tomorrow might not come. Absolutely. It's as simple absolutely, as that. Yeah. So the present is what you need to focus on. The outcome will, you know, be the conclusion of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that. And that leads us nicely on to number five is you must invest in yourself and people need to make that mindset shift b- b- towards investing in themselves more. And we'll talk about that in a minute because it's not just money. And the important thing to remember here is the quote, you are your most valuable asset. You are your most valuable asset. So you should be the thing. You are investing the most time, energy, and money in. Yeah. Sit back for a moment. Look at your life. Where do you invest most of your time, energy, and money? Is it in other people and other things? Shiny object syndrome comes to mind here, (laughs) like cars, household items. Or are you investing a lot of time energy and money into yourself if you're not where you want to be in yourself then you probably need to swing over to the side of investing more in yourself right yeah so i think it's really important to do that is when people look at how much they're spending on takeaways a month how much they're spending on subscriptions they don't need and don't use how much money they're spending each month on clothes shoes and all these shiny object syndrome kind of things and then they uh down about the way they look the way they feel their mindset their how they look in the mirror how they feel in their own skin well it's no wonder where focus goes energy flows and their focus is all going over to things that aren't based around improving them self-development so look at that it's a massive mindset shift and i remember i always thought I could build a business on my own. It's like, yeah, I can do it all on my own. And then you realize down the line that you need a mentor. You need to get help from someone who's been there, done it. If you want to succeed, you need to invest in coaching. You need to invest in courses. You need to invest in resources. And the amount of money I've paid now on self-development and business development is ridiculous. But I just wouldn't have got to where I was without it. And it's the same in every walk of life. Definitely. Yeah, I think, the trouble is with, like you said, in modern day societies, people undervalue themselves, don't they? Absolutely. So therefore, they don't think they're good enough to invest in. Exactly that. And when it comes to investment, like you say, everybody sees it as a financial um, commitment. That's all they see, the big number. Yeah, we're, we're not even talking about money here. We're, we're, we're talking about investing. You can easily invest in time. Time is money at the end of the day, vice yeah. versa. You can see it as that. You're investing time and effort into yourself, which is a massive investment, but it it, it means a bit of planning is needed. Um, not exactly money. It might be a slight investment if it's you're going down the coaching route or whatever it might be. But when you compare it, it's like you've just said, those little tiny external factors like your, your, you know, your shiny objects, that, yeah. are, are they really going to make you happier in, in your whole outlook of life? In a lot of the time, I personally feel they mask. Exactly. They mask that the person's not happy. Exactly. So they get a new car on finance that they put on Instagram, Facebook. They buy things for them around the house to make them it feel more homely. And a lot of the time, they're actually just masking the fact they're not happy in themselves. Yep. But if they've got these shiny objects to, that other people see, people will perceive them as being happy. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, 
it's something I've massively changed in my life is I used to want to get this, that, I want this now. I want, you know, especially when you start earning money in your 20s, when you get a job, it's like, you want to get this. And like, you know, I, I go close shopping maybe once a year now of that because I just don't put those things in high regard in my life anymore. Don't get me wrong, if I even I'd like, want, if I need something, like a suit for whatever, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll happily invest the money in getting it. So like Jack Brown. Yeah, I'm not like Jack Brown, <laughs> absolutely. And he's going to transition over the next year or so, you watch. Yeah. I just know he will. Yeah, but he will. yeah, exactly that. And um, But I guess he's not there, where, you know, he's in very good shape physically and mindset-wise. So I guess mm. he can have the ability to do that to an extent. Yeah. But I think if you're not happy where you are, but you're investing all your time, money and energy over here, then unfortunately you have to, you, you've got to point the finger at yourself Definitely. and look at that. And it's where the whole priority word comes yeah. comes in isn't it you know Absolutely. where do you prioritize your own health where do you yeah. prioritize it in, in in terms of all these shiny objects that you buy to, to make you feel better what's what is more uh, what should you prioritize more yeah you know uh, and it's, it's yourself at the end of the day and you'd like to think people would think that yes um but as we know not all the time absolutely absolutely and it, yeah it's a huge mindset shift people need to make Massive, you can't yeah. serve others from an empty vessel you can't pour from an empty cup and if you don't invest time energy money into your health then unfortunately at some point it might not back you up like you need it to in yep. life right yeah <laughs> you know that's it that's the up. bottom line isn't it yeah you know? it's a good point to sort of end on isn't that it? absolutely yeah. look we hope you've really enjoyed that podcast we certainly have talking yep. about everything mindset what it is, how you need to work on it, what you need to do to work on it, and just those really key five mindset shifts we feel people need to make. Yeah, and I hope it's become a little bit clearer to people because you know we talk about mindset a lot, don't we? Mm. And I think sometimes you see the word and think, what actually are they talking about? Yeah, what is it? How do you work on it? How's it going to help me? Yeah, And exactly. I hope we've got that across yeah. in here today. Definitely, I've enjoyed it. Much love, team. Over and out. Cheers, guys.